This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. From the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 289 of The Shattered Soulstone. Immortal No More. It is January 8, 2021, and this is Jen. And I'm going to start with my week in gaming, which I didn't do on the previous episode. I didn't start with it, so I'll go ahead and start with it now. I did something I don't normally do. Now, Last show, I believe I mentioned that I was intending to play through The Darkening of Tristram, which comes out every January. I've done it many times. I don't know if I've done it every year, but probably pretty close, because I find it to be really fun. It started on January 3rd, 2021, and if you're interested in playing through it, you have all of January to make that happen. And once it becomes February, this event disappears until next January, when you'll get another try. Now, I've got the pets from this, I've got the special stuff you get as you go through it, I'll talk about that in a minute, and I've got, uh, I've done it just so many times, I've done videos on it, I've done screenshots of it, I've tried to put together blogs to explain what happens in some cases, and, um, you know, I dig it, it's fun. So I went to do this, now my intent was... Maybe I'll just do a short video. Maybe I'll just do a couple of levels in the dungeon, or the cathedral, as it probably should be called, and call it good, because right now I'm fighting a sinus infection. This is a normal, regular thing for me. The pollen got really high in the last week or so, and it was high enough to make me sick, and when you have autoimmune diseases like I do, in this case allergies, really, really bad allergies, you end up with sinus infections. So I'm fine, I have medication, I'm not gonna die, but that's where I've been at. And while I was starting to take the antibiotic and recover and all of this, I decided, all right, I'm just gonna go ahead and play through Darkening of Tristram and it'll be fun. And maybe I'll just do a couple levels and then stop. You know, no need to push myself, it's all good. And I ended up doing about a two hour video of it, which I never do. So I guess being on antibiotics made me uh, space out a little bit more in terms of how much time I was spending playing. And when I was done, my hands hurt because I have fibromyalgia as well. So I've recovered so I can do this podcast right now and it should be fine. As I'm recording this, the edited version of said video is still processing so I think it'll be up by the time you hear this show. So here's basically what I did. I started out with my softcore Barbarian, which I'm playing for season 22. 
and she was at level 33, I think, from memory. I think it was 33. And I really wanted to get her as close to 50 as I could so I could finally complete the first chapter of the season journey. Now I've got some of the objectives in chapters beyond uh, chapters beyond chapter one, I guess, done, <laughs> but um, I'm not officially done with any of them yet as far as the game recognizes. So I thought I'll just run through Darkening Tristram for as long as I can and see how far I go. So I started out level 33, went in with the Templar, which I always bring with because he can heal and brought a pet with me because you needed to pick up the gold. So instead of, you know, like rushing through it or stopping after a couple levels, I just did the whole thing. I did the entire thing and it was really fun. Some of the things that I thought were cool in this run was the, as you know, or you may not know, um, if you've played season 22, you know that you get a shadow clone every time you activate a shrine or a pylon and that shadow clone comes out and fights bad guys and monsters and big bads and all of that for you along with you of course and does a good job of it honestly really good at killing things and it turns out the shrines that you hit inside of the darkening of tristram event also will spawn a shadow clone. It happens in there too and it just blew my mind because I was like, okay wait, none of this, none of the shadow clone stuff has anything to do with Diablo 1 but here it is and it was just so much fun just watching this shadow clone go and just slaughter things in front of me and and all of that. It was just, it was kind of neat. It was. It was a nice little touch to an event that tends to be the same every year so that everybody can have the same experience and that's a good thing but the shadow clones made it kind of entertaining beyond what you know entertainment I get from it anyway so that was something I thought was kind of neat and then another thing that happened that I thought was kind of neat was I had a oh I forgot the name of it one of those shrines that spawns goblins and I don't remember ever seeing that I don't, maybe I've run into it before in the Darkening of Tristram stuff, but I, it's been a while. So I hit this shrine and all these goblins of various types start popping out and I had the Shadow Clone active, so the Shadow Clone killed off a bunch of them and, and I killed off a bunch of them and, and it was just, it was madness for a while. There was so much stuff on the screen and I, I think what happened, I know what happened was there was a bunch of gems everywhere, there were a couple of legendaries, there was some recipes for the blacksmith, there was a ton of gold, which my pet was trying very hard to pick up as quick as possible, and I ran out of space in my bag, so I had to go back to town and, you know, sell or store in my stash whatever I decided I wanted to keep and come back and pick it up later, and I thought I got all of it. And I can't remember what level that was in, but you'll see it if you watch the video. I will have it on YouTube at some point after I record this show. But, um, <laughs> so I, I went through the rest of that level and went to check. I, I was checking as I went, okay, did I clear this whole level? Because I wanted to get the most out of it. I wanted to level up as much as possible. And I think, it, looking at the video when I edited it, I think I missed a few little areas here and there, but with this one I went and checked and there in the area where the goblin shrine, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean, was at, there was this 
orange star on the map, and I'm like, I left a legendary behind? I gotta go get that. So I went to go get it, and in addition to having not picked up a legendary, there was jewels and there was other, like all this other stuff that I didn't get because I'd run out of space. So I picked all that up, and <laughs> it was fun. It was just really fun. I liked that a lot. So that was something interesting that happened when I was in there. And as I went through it, for those of you that have never played Diablo 1, and I think it's on GOG games, good old games, I think it's on that, but you have to have a PC, it doesn't play on a Mac. The original one didn't either, so I wasn't really expecting it would play on a Mac like I need. Um, I'm on a Mac. I play Diablo 3 on a Mac, you know, why not? But anyway, um... If you've never played it originally, and you don't have personal memories of running through the original game, Darkening of Tristram's a pretty good way to get kind of, you know, the overall experience of it. So that was cool. And as I went through it, I was going through some little stories about when I used to play the original, like... I think everyone who's played it has this memory of the butcher rushing out that door and scaring the hell out of you as you run away and hope you'll survive and kite him around that area. The setup in the Dark Knight of Tristram is a little bit different, but you can still kite him a little bit if you have to. And shortly after that, I killed the Skeleton King. And those are like the two big ones, so that was kind of neat to do. It was also kind of fun to try to kill all the special gold monsters, because there's an achievement for that if you haven't done that yet. There's a list of gold monsters that you need to kill in the Darkening of Tristram, and when you kill them all off, all the ones that are on that list, you get an achievement for doing so. I don't remember the name of it, but you can look it up. You can look it up in where you look for regular, you know, like seasonal achievements and other, like, you know where your achievements are. Go look for that, it'll say... Uh, I can't remember if it's a Darkening of Tristram or not, but it's something like that. And in there you'll be able to see the list of monsters if you want to keep track, if, if you've never done this before. But the thing to know is that it doesn't give you all of those monsters in one run. you got to do it more than once. The other thing to know is if you want to get the cow pet, as far as I remember, you need to start with a level 1 character. So if you've been playing Season 22 and your character is obviously not level 1 anymore and you want the full set of all the cool stuff you can get out of Darkening of Tristram, go in with a brand new level 1 character. And that's the best way to just get everything. And I went through some of this in the video, but in case you don't want to watch the video, you know, there's some advice for that. So. I thought that was kind of fun <laughs> to play, and honestly, it was like two, maybe more than two hours later, and I got done, and um, I got to the level where you go to fight, uh, you go to fight right before Diablo, it's like a level, it's got, I think it has, it's got some big bads in there, and it's this like small area, it's not even officially a level, and you go through a portal in a level to get to that one. And there's these two like podiums, and if you touch one of them, it automatically teleports you into a room filled with monsters. And I remember doing this at some point in the past with a group, and somebody hit one of those and just teleported us all into a room where no one was expecting it to happen because the person that tagged it, and I don't remember who it was, didn't know that would happen. So you can find yourself suddenly in a mob. So if you're gonna do this with a group, maybe coordinate that. So nobody is like going, what happened? Why am I in a mob? Oh no, and you know, you don't want anybody to die, especially if you're playing hardcore. 
So just some advice. And then there's a second uh, like little podium thing or whatever that does the same thing. So that's something to keep an eye on because you don't want to, you know, have your whole group kind of die because somebody didn't tell you they were going to hit that yet. So, yeah. And there's a bunch of other little events in there. My favorite is Halls of the Blind just because it's creepy. And it's got a good poem. <laughs> anyway, so enough about Darkening of Tristram. If I do anything more with it, and I can't imagine I will, but maybe I'll bring it up in another show. But basically that like two and a half hours of playtime was possibly more than I regularly do in a week, and I did it all in one shot, so that was surprising. Uh, I didn't expect to be able to do that, but that's what I did. Moving on, we have... Um, a tweet from Diablo Immortal account at Diablo Immortal on Twitter, and this was from January 3rd, the same day that Darkening of Tristram started, coincidentally. And the tweet from Diablo Immortal says, Your blood has served us well, adventurers. The, the hashtag Diablo Immortal Technical Alpha ends January 5th, 3 o'clock p.m. PT slash January 6th, 10 a.m. AEDT. So that is the end of the Diablo Immortal Technical Alpha. At the time you're hearing this, today's the... Is it the 8th, I think I said it was? Yeah, it's the 8th. So that's gone. So I honestly hope that everybody that got a chance to play it and be involved in it had a really good time. And I hope you all sent the best possible feedback. I don't mean... By best, I don't mean only tell them the good things. I mean, give a good critique. If you found something like a bug, you gotta let them know what that is and maybe a little bit about what happened that right before the bug or during the bug or if it crashed your game if, or whatever it did, give them that too. If you had suggestions on, well, this could be better if, there are ways to do it without being a jerk. <laughs> and it's, it's a skill. You need to learn that skill. Everybody learns it. I learned that skill when I was... Uh, in college, actually in high school, and in art classes where we had to critique each other's work. So it's, you know, it's the professional way to help everybody get better, and a, something like an alpha needs that. So hopefully y'all did that to make whenever the beta shows up. Um, I have no idea when that will be. I'm, no idea. Um, you know, maybe when that shows up, it'll be even better than the technical alpha. That's how things are supposed to go. But that was what Diablo Immortal tweeted out on the third of January. So speaking of Diablo Immortal, I got a bunch of stuff here that people have created. Uh, Leviathan put out a video on January 7th. It's uh, Diablo Immortal Mad King's Breach Dungeon Hell 2 gameplay in the technical alpha. And he just ran through the Mad King's Breach event, I want to say. I, maybe it's a dungeon. Maybe it's a dungeon. Like I said, I did not get into the technical alpha. It's a short video. It goes pretty quick. Uh, he's playing a demon hunter, as you might expect, and it just runs so smoothly from the look of it. There was, I'm not going to spoil anything, but to me, uh, you know, you go and you end up fighting the skeleton king, basically, the mad king, and there was something added to the battle that I you don't see in Diablo 3, and I thought that was kind of neat to check out. And then, in addition to that, on January 6th, Leviathan also has uh, another YouTube video, 
and that one's also about Diablo Immortal. It's titled Review of Demon Hunter Skills and Legendary Items Technical Alpha. Now, of course, it's the Technical Alpha that he's doing this from. There could be changes as the game iterates into the beta and whatever changes they want they want to make, you know, before it's like live for everyone. But if you're interested in considering, you know, you, you think you want to play a Demon Hunter, this is the video to check out because he's going to know a lot about that and tell you all the things you would want to do as a demon hunter in Diablo Immortal. And again, there could be changes because it's an alpha, but it's definitely worth it if that's something that interests you. To move on, I'm going to go through some of the Diablo-related podcasts that have released an episode since the last time I did a Shattered Soulstone episode. So one of them is from Echo, at Echo Through Me, and Echo has been doing a Diablo Immortal podcast. They released episode five with a co-host and a special, and Leviathan might have actually been on it because the tweet says that um, that's who's on it. Echo's on it. Uh, co-host at Scrappy underscore Academy is on it. And Leviathan, who's at That's Leviathan, is on it as well. And it was on Twitch. So this is a podcast that is done on Twitch. It was episode five, talking about Diablo Immortal and probably asking a lot of questions to Leviathan. So I think that's probably going to be interesting. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but I'm going to trust that it's got some good content based on what I know of the way people do Diablo podcasting. In addition, four days ago, there is a video on Twitch from Echo Through Me Gaming, and it's called The Last Day Grinding Diablo Immortal, three question marks. And it looks like it lasted for about two hours. So you can check that out and see some more gameplay from someone other than Leviathan. You can see what Echo was doing with that. And Danctuary. <laughs> which has a really cool podcast name, Tanctuary. <laughs> it's a revolving cast of people that are extremely knowledgeable about Diablo and come out and talk about it. They released episode 10 on January 2nd, which was probably when my show was either being recorded or went up. But in any case, you can check that out. And it's episode 10 is Diablo Immortal Alpha with Bloodshed, Leviathan, Muggle Mama, Raxandorax, and Sphere. And that's a lot of people that know a lot. They've got everything time-stamped in the notes on, on their Twitch. You can also watch it on various other places or listen to it or download it or whatever you want to do. And it's just a, an interesting show. I always mean to catch up with this, but I'm never available at the time they do the shows. And that is my fault entirely because I have chronic illnesses and can't always keep up with reality honestly but yeah I will um, I'm gonna be recovering from a sinus infection for a bit so I'm probably gonna dig into some of this Diablo stuff while I'm chilling out and relaxing and recovering West March workshop is intending to do a episode 200 the big 200 episode which I'm looking forward to hearing and possibly watching if I can catch it on twitch we'll see so West March workshop tweeted on January 6th there will be no show tonight, so episode 200 will be delayed until next week, 1-13. Now for the good news, I'll be joined, and this is probably written by Nineball, uh, will be joined by At That's Leviathan to reminisce on the history of the show and ponder on the future of Hashtag Diablo as a franchise. So that's when you can expect Westmarch Workshop episode 200, and it didn't dawn on me until I started 
talking here with you right now that uh, Leviathan's been very popular this week, or the, in the last couple of weeks, just by chance. I also went and took a look at Max Roll, which has a lot of interesting stuff to look at about Diablo-type things, and there's a couple of things that were released very recently that you might want to check out. One of them is titled Group Experience Meta, and it's written by Rob, and there's a whole bunch of stuff about this. This is basically, if I'm understanding it correctly, and again, go read it. Go read it if you're into this, because it's going to tell you a lot more than I'm able to just squeeze into this podcast. But the general strategy is uh, they already have a guide on how experience works and how to generally farm it most effectively. But this one, this guide, is specifically talking about the four-player most effective tactic available. So meta, most effective tactic available for experience farming. So there's a few different things they can do, and I'll tell you just the titles of them. And if any of those catch your attention, you can read more on Max Roll. All of the links to everything I talked about in this show will be on the Shattered Soulstone site with, uh, in the show notes. So you'll, you can catch it there if you missed it because you're listening to the show while doing something else and you can't go looking at websites just yet. So one of them is Rat Runs with LOD Necromancer. There's one Bat Runs with Bone Spear and LOD Necromancer. There's Bone Spear Necromancer Speeds Triple Support. There's Bone Spear Necromancer 150s, and uh, yeah, and then there's there's another one I think. Yeah, God Demon Hunter speeds, uh, Whirlwind Rend Barbarian speeds, and then there's a conclusion at the end about different things. But that should give you like if you're gonna play in a group and you're not really sure like how to make this work the best. This seems to be a really good blog post to look at and make your team more meta, I suppose, I guess might be the way to say it. So that that was pretty interesting. And then there's also an article written by Sphere, and it's titled Mundungu Spirit Barrage Witch Doctor Guide. So if you're interested in playing with the Mundungu's Regalia, which is the most recent addition to the Witch Doctor's repertoire, and uh, as Sphere says, despite its funny name, the set is no joke at all. So you can find out all the stuff about it. There's, of course, a uh, sort of a... I want to say character sheet, because I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, but it's got this little diagram of, like, all the set pieces and what gems should be in them and all this kind of stuff, what spells you should use. So you can look at that if you want to learn just visually, you can kind of figure it out from there. And there's a lot of details in this blog about different spells and, you know, pros and cons of this and that and the other. There's a core setup in here. There's a lot of stuff. Um, there's variant setups you can choose to, you know, to play. And it's kind of neat. So if you're playing a witch doctor, you might want to check this out. Maybe you're already doing some of these things. Maybe this will help your witch doctor be more effective if you're playing a witch doctor. And it's just kind of cool. I really like Max Roll. I do look at their stuff. I do skim through their stuff at the very least. I'm, I play a barbarian, so I'm probably going to look at the barbarian stuff more than anything else. But I like what they're doing and how detailed it is. And it's it's understandable. And I think it's something people need. So it's it's really cool. I'm so glad that this group of people put that together because it's it's really neat. It's just really neat. And let's see. Uh, to end the show. Now, 
I typically have gone into the Blizzard forums for Diablo to find information and news. And speaking of news, I did go check the Blizzard news, and everything on there that's somewhat recent has to do with Shadowlands in World of Warcraft. So there was no new news other than what I've already said that Dark Name Tristram has started and that the Diablo Immortal Technical Alpha had ended. Those two things weren't even mentioned. Well, Dark Name Tristram was mentioned, but the Alpha wasn't in there. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just look at the forums because that's what you do when you run out of stuff to talk about but still want to have more stuff on your show. <laughs> that's kind of the way it's gone with Soulstone for a very long time. So there's this general discussion, and it's actually kind of positive for a change. Instead of people being grumpy about stuff, this seems kind of cool. So the topic was called Found Cosmic Wings Day Before Break Ended. And I'm not going to name the person, and I'm not going to read it word for word on here, because it's a lot. Kind of a lot. But basically what happened was, uh, uh, this person writes... I'll read a little bit of it. Uh, I know you guys don't care, but it's been a two-year journey off and on. I was mainly looking for them, meaning the Cosmic Wings, on the various set, uh, set seasons when I got bored. Um, and there's a, the way he's phrased this in here, it's, he's written, I got bored with my wife so she could have them, but I think what he means is he and his wife were playing and they both got bored of trying to, you know what I mean? Like either he gave her wings or he, you know, something like this. And so... His wife refused to play with the group she was with, and, and apparently her husband here anymore, and she was just hunting for rainbows two to four hours a day over her two-week break. And in, in previous years, they would find them and maybe not find them and all this, and uh, this husband says he was feeling guilty because he could tell his wife was getting frustrated with not finding the cosmic wings and he got on to Diablo 3 and within 45 minutes found their 340 plus rainbow and they and in short and he describes it much better so go read this thing because it's it's a fun story in there and it's it's very uh emotional in some ways but he got the wings and so yeah i mean and, and there's some things that he said that his wife did that made it easier for her to find the wings. I mean, I don't know if they went together or, or what, but they, they obtained the cosmic wings. So if you're still looking for that item, this happy little story about somebody having success finding the cosmic wings might inspire you to try what they did. And I'll leave you to go find that out for yourself because it's, it's just kind of neat. You know, you got to love it when somebody posts something happy in the forums, which can be very grumpy and complainy at times. So I thought this was good enough to share, but I didn't want to just read all of it in there, but it's it's pretty neat. And that's going to be it for this episode. And it's a little all over the place. I tried to kind of rein it in by game, sort of, and um, hopefully you enjoyed it. And I'm going to close out the show now. You have been listening to episode 289 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. 
You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. We love Twitter. Come and join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone, and my Twitter is at Ankamav. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, over 288 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawnforge! Woo! Copyright 2021 Dawnforge Productions. Head to thedawnforge.com for more information.